summer of 2015, in the Newark, New Jersey neighborhood of Lower Broadway, a group of residents and staff from La Casa de Don Pedro, a local community development and social services agency, came together to transform a vacant lot into what was to be known as My Front Porch. So My Front Porch is basically uh, an open lot that was going to be used for community activities. A community garden that's kind of like a multi-use space. The big planters, cabana-ish thing. All of the events that they had there were pretty cool. Movie nights, kids nights, open mic. The children had exercise classes in there and they played games. Man, everything just feels, everything feels good. Like, there's no problems here. And it was a good thing, you know. It was good. I mean, let's let's go to the, I guess to the main point. Uh, go to where it, to where it all began. Yeah, my front porch. It was a raggedy um, lot. It was a store right there, but it got burned down. And it blew up and caught on fire. And I've seen that lot just sit there and grow vegetation for over 15 years. Like some of the weeds and plants were taller than me. You know, because like I've been living here for 20 something years. And I've seen this lot empty like that for over 10, 15 years. My name is Yolanda Van. I live in the Pavilion Apartments. I'm, the, I guess, the project manager for my front porch. The Pavilion Apartments, where Yolanda lives, are located just a few blocks from my front porch. My front porch kind of just evolved several times from the first CLI that I went to, that was in uh, Sacramento. And, you know, you go out for lunch by yourself, and there was a common space between these restaurants that anybody could eat at or just sit down if you wanted to sit down. They had, like, palm trees and cabanas and fire pits and just, like, chairs. And it was, like, really tranquil. I was like, oh, why can't we have something like this? I really love the idea of like a community garden that's kind of like a multi-use space. The thing that kept coming up, it's like, well, we want to do something for the kids, the something for the kids in the, in, in the summertime. Let's beautify. And these things were coming up in the brainstorming. It's like, well, if we did a garden type of project that wasn't a garden, then we could beautify we could engage the kids at the same time and we could kind of cover it all. My name is Christina Soljan. In my role as community organizer with La Casa de Don Pedro, it was a part of my job to help facilitate my front porch and work with neighborhood residents to carry it out. The My Friend Porch project began in fall of 2014. Uh, we went on a Community Leadership Institute trip to Cincinnati, and that is where we developed the idea for the plan, although Yolanda Van already had an idea for something she called Mixed Greens at the time that would be a mixed-use community space outdoors. 
We always talked about there being some kind of art element, and we had a lot of great pictures online of, of reused materials that that could be made to look really good. And so we had a really aesthetically wonderful vision for, for what My Friend Porch could be. In terms of community engagement, we always... It was pretty much the idea of, of what we were thinking, so that we would have karate and yoga and kids' activities and adults' activities and just bring the neighborhood out. I mean, there's a lot of communities that just happen behind closed doors, right? So there are church communities where people probably have that feeling of connection or, or yeah, maybe even programs at La Casa, right, where people come together and they have a deep sense of trust and collaboration. But I think the fact that it was kind of outdoors made it that much more transparent, right? So people could peek in and see what we're doing and maybe maybe see that, like we cared about each other and we had done this together and we're excited about it. There's people who like just congregate in different places, but the project was, okay, those people are neighbors and you could come and be with us too, so. The feeling was so captivating. I mean, the, the amount of people that came out to uh, participate you know, get involved with what we're doing and kind of bring ideas to the table. It was amazing. My name is Victor Zulu King Enoch Gavilanes. I'm the president to the Lost Tribes Charter of the Universal Zulu Nation here in Newark, New Jersey. I'm connected through the My Front Porch Project through La Casa and the partnership that we've had with the Lower Broadway um, Association. The idea was to at least make sure that we were able to communicate and, and build with some residents, you know, and we did that. Uh, it, was, it was a good feeling, man. It was just a positive, good vibe going on just to see other people from the neighborhood wanting to really put that energy into making this real, you know, making this something that we can visualize and something that we can touch and we can enjoy, you know what I'm saying? My name is Maribel Cardona. I work at 57 Crane Street. I own the bodega next door to Lower Broadway. Hola, mami. ¿Cómo está? Bien, ¿y usted? Bien. ¿Tiene empanadas? Tiene maque de carne. ¿Qué pollo no tenemos? People are just coming together as one. That's, that's the positive thing that will happen with, you know, my front porch. I saw a lot of new faces, a lot of, even people from around the area that was actually helping, which was good. Miss Pam and Muhammad, they live right there. Well, they Muhammad, I live 49 Crane Street. Well, my two sons up first, they was up in that first, Elijah and Tamir. Then I came in at the, about the middle. Pam ended up being like a key person. That first day, you know, she came out of her house like, okay, what's what's going on here? Oh yeah, I, I oh yeah, I wanna, I wanna help with that. I live across the street diagonally from the porch. I'm on Stone Street and Crane Street here in North. I can see out my window upstairs, clear over there. I enjoyed, I enjoyed being a part of that. And, and I'm glad I met Christina and Yolanda and they did tell us about the volunteering over there. So that um, helped satisfy something within me, you know, that I got a chance to be a part of. Early on meeting Elijah and his brother, they just like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, we want to help. Yeah, we want to help. My name is Elijah Plant. I live at 49 Crane Street, literally across the street from where the location of uh, my front porch was constructed at. I've been a neighborhood residence for about 20 years. 
And I kind of seen everything come and go within the community. I know my brother, he kept telling me that before we knew who Christina was, he's like, here's some little uh, short white lady come and ask and help us uh, volunteer. One of the early days, too, when we went out to look at the site, <clears throat> there's a picture of all of us, of, of like Enoch and his friend Dennis and Yolanda, like looking at the mound. On that day is when we passed by um, Elijah and Tamir's house, and we were like, hey, you guys live here? Like, what's going on with this lot? We're thinking of doing this project. Um, so, so yeah, that's when we met them. Yolanda did a lot of the initial scoping out, too, of like, where's a good site? And she said, well, around the corner from the Zulu lot is another lot. Let's find out what's going on with that one. So the next day I went to the bodega and I said, you know, what's going on with this lot? Do you know who the landlord is? And Mari from the bodega said, yeah, of course, here's the number. Christina came to us. I'm not the owner of the building, but then I spoke to the owner, gave her the contacts, and then they took it from there. And like, I think the next day or even within a few hours, she was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You can use it, you know? So it was just such a weirdly quick win. It was very surprising, but that was really exciting to be able to use the lot. People were so happy to give us things when we asked for them. And they were like, since you're doing something good, we're willing to give them to you. first cleanups we had was uh, for Earth Day. The teacher, Mr. Lasso de la Vega, came out and he was like burning down weeds and just he was a monster. But yeah, so many people would just kind of show up, sometimes even just for one day, but like they had a whole ton of work. One day we were working and this guy, his name was Brian, sees the La Casa truck. Hey, what are you guys doing? One time in the 90s, I built a house with La Casa. What are you guys doing? We're building a park. Oh, that's a great idea. What do you need? And he was a contractor. Yeah, no, and, and you need this, and this is how this needs to go. And he just knew all about, like, you know, building stuff and, you know, was just like, oh, well, here's how you need to do it, and you need to do it. I'm like, where did this guy come from? Like, really? Like, out of nowhere? Yeah, <laughs> we never saw him again. Never saw him again. If I saw him, I wouldn't know it was him because I only saw him that one time. It was um, more of that than I would have wanted, but it, it kind of wanted, it was one of those things where it just magically worked out. there was a very intense period, I would say like all of May, where we were just in there like several times a week because we had the goal of um, finishing the lot by June 6th, I think, for, for a neighbor works week. So that was very difficult because I think we, we all had the idea that oh, it's a great project, people are going to want to be involved and they'll come out and they'll work and it really didn't happen that way. I think Kevin will always tell you about this one day in May where like we went and nobody showed up and we were so disappointed. Kevin Alonso, I'm a community organizer at La Casa Don Pedro. It was on a Saturday, like 12, and it was literally just three people. It was me, Yolanda, and Christina. I saw, I saw frustration in Christina and I saw like sadness and like frustration in Yolanda's face. Because she was like, you know, like, if you guys don't want to do it, then I'll do it. It's okay, I'll just do it. You know, it's just heavy rocks, so you had to move. At that point, it was kind of like disappointing. It was kind of like, damn, well, is this really going to work? 
the little underestimation of the physical time. I, we didn't always have the labor that we needed. There were some days where I was just like, I don't see this coming together. Nobody wants to have fun in a dirt patch. It looks like a dirt patch. I used to tell both of them, Christina and Yolanda, both of them, it's, it's happening, don't worry. It's coming about, don't worry. Everything's, everything's gonna look great. Those first few weeks, I would say it was like mostly Tony, Yolanda, and then whoever we could sort of gather from the neighborhood. So we would just engage anyone who was passing by, like, can you come by later? Can you help us? Can you give us a hand? Kevin will always tell you about this one day in May where like we went and nobody showed up. We talked to every single person that came by, we explained the project, and then Bookie Man said, okay, I'll, we'll be back tomorrow and I'll have my people. So then we came back, like the next day, it was a Sunday, but the spirit was like, we have to get this done, you know? Um, so we had some folks that kind of helped us and we had a little more energy that day. Uh, the coolest thing that happened was the first event, one of my front porch opened, kind of that when the street was blocked off and we had cookout slash community engagement event. So, so the community really loved it. Then they started with the movies started to show movies, then we had the bands come out and play, then they had yoga. Yeah, even the band members, it was always exciting when the band came to play. Halashan in the band. Halashan lived in the colonnades. That was just like pure luck, the coffee cave closed the same month. And they were looking for a venue for the summer and we said, hey, well we have this outdoor thing and it's right around the corner from your house, so it worked out. And they kind of did a karaoke type of style, like if the band knew the song, you, you could just sing, sing the song. And this girl got up and she like, just sang, like kids like, oh, okay, well, that's fun. Hey, anybody else want to sing? It's like, I do, you know. And that, that was really cool, because it's not like we have any karaoke bars in our neighborhood. I was in my bed laying down and I heard this music. I'm like, who's playing music out here? It's like, oh, they got a jazz group out here. So I got out the bed went across the street and I just was loving the sounds that was coming from over there. I love jazz. I love hearing that jazz music and they were really playing it really good that day. Thank you, everybody. We are live on 7th, a.k.a. Low 7th. Moliere, community organizing manager at La Casa San Pedro. I came in the middle of the road of the project, and I think I came in the climax of it. The passion of the people at the jam session, 
and it was good quality music and it was a safe place where you can hear this music without any worries and you see people from the community come out and bring their own instruments whether it was drums or a guitar or vocalists or poets it was just like you see those pictures and it held with a thousand words like a million words and we had movies for the kids three nights that they enjoyed just seeing the the, the, the smiles on these kids faces and they have nothing to worry about they can run around freely and play <laughs> I just think fondly of, of all the faces that you would see while you were there. Seeing Mari and her smile and opening up the bodega or closing the bodega, depending what time we were there. Tony had a you know, thing with the tractor. Pablo, I think, from upstairs. Zulu Nation, they came and they helped out. The two ladies in the neighboring house that let us use their water. It was nice to talk to them. Getting closer with the business owner right here, the bodega, Big John's right here. Um, obviously Tamir and Elijah and Muhammad and Roxanne, we always said hello. I met Sam, who's the chair, uh, president of Lower Broadway Neighborhood Association. There were some kids from the neighborhood who would come for the program, Elijah's program, but also sometimes the Friday fun activities that we had with Rutgers Jumpstart. Getting the chance to meet um, members from, from La Casa de Don Pedro, like Kev, Kevin and Felix. Pam, of course, is very dear to us. I think just anybody that offered to help <laughs> automatically won like a place in my heart. So I, I made quite a few great connections um, and some close, close relationships that I think won't be broken. They might be, they, they may be um, a lifetime, you know what I'm saying? A lifetime worth. Just seeing everybody come together and the little things that each person contributed and you were really able to appreciate everybody's personality. Everything is focused around my front porch. And that was kind of the best thing because even though you met people from the Casa, Zulu Nation, even with our organization, No Free Time, it was no power struggle to who was running it. Everybody kind of fall under the umbrella of my front porch. Everybody did what they had to do to make the dream come alive. Community came and, and took it in. I, I was kind of more taken by it because I saw that lot for 10 years look a mess with weeds and debris and everything in there and when we got in there and cleaned it up it, it became a really nice space. Positiveness comes from people getting together and trying to do something that's exciting and new and you know it was good. See everybody pitching. It's kind of like a stone soup situation. Stone soup it's a children's book that I just it's something I could remember and it, this guy walks into a village and he was hungry and he he was going door to door trying to get something to eat and nobody would give it to him and finally he tells him there's this really wonderful soup we could make it's called stone soup see I have these these stones and it makes soup along with the stones to make the magic happen we kind of gonna need some carrots <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, I, I have that, I'll have that, here, here's some carrots, like, 
yeah okay we're almost there now we need some celery and by the time like everybody came and you know the, the stones weren't magic it was just rocks but everybody else brought what they what it took to make it happen because there was a promise of this wonderful soup that you know really didn't exist without everybody else's contribution it was everything from everybody else that made it um, so we stone souped a lot of people <laughs> Do you think because My Front Porch was here this summer, especially on this corner where you live, it felt different or or the environment felt different? Or? Yeah, it felt really, really different. Like I've heard before, there used to be a truck spot there. Yeah, I know it's probably like further down the street or further up the hill, but right here in this area, you didn't see that. Whereas before, you would see that. <laughs> you know, kids be out there, they don't care. But it was cool this summer. The location at the Montfront Porch was located at, it's in between a lot of neighborhood communities. So, and it's not really tension going on between the communities, but being at this spot, which here over the summer, it kind of minimized a lot of things that could have happened if nothing positive was going on. So that kind of just, the Montfront Porch set in a focal point of different communities. And it didn't bring everybody together, but on a kid level, even with the movie nights, you're seeing kids from this complex, that complex, some of the side streets, all come together just for one positive night. Even if it was movies or it was yoga, it was a perfect position to be in the community, knowing that a lot of stuff could have went bad over the summer. It was like nobody wanted to do the negative stuff on something positive like my front porch was going on. It was a good experience for, for that summer. Like, you know, a lot of people dying up. It stopped a lot of stuff on this on this end, the people that, that participated into it. It worked, you know, it had an impact. Why do you think people respected it so much? I guess because they seen how much work we put into fixing it up. You know, and Christina, she was such a jolly old soul around here with everybody. I think they respected her as well. But you know how some people are, they'll just go in there and mess it up just because. But not, not around here, they respected it. They started taking more pride of the area. They saw things happening <coughs> that they didn't see before. Yeah. So once you see that coming, coming around your area, they start taking pride of their, you know, their areas and stuff like that. All people respect when when it comes to doing something that's for the greater good. It's nice to see people getting to along instead of fighting with each other or trying to kill each other. Because <laughs> the whole thing in community, how people don't see when you look, break the word down, is common unity, really. And the common unity is that we all want a safe place to play, safe place to learn, safe place to work. Everybody came out and helped them. It was good. Mm -hmm. That's why he's called unity in the community. People respect the community. I mean, you might have drugs, but it, it's not affecting what we're doing, you know. Mm -hmm. And then we even had homeless people coming, you know, helping out, doing, doing, 
you doing a lot of things, yeah? You know, we had a lot of homeowners people doing a lot of things, helping us out. understanding of my front porch and looking at it that it was going to be a open community space uh, I used the wrong terminology by labeling a community garden but it was more than just a community garden and you really think about it it's kind of ingenious to think of it as a community garden because they harvested the community and grew something out of it that didn't exist in a vacant space it was a vacant space that was in very deplorable condition from a former garage and then to see what it was after the hard um, work and blood, sweat and tears of not only our organizer Christina and the various community members. Yeah, it was a community garden. I really think about it. It's like we planted a seed and something great grew out of it. From what it was to what it is now, it's not, you can't compare it. You can't. Because you look at it, you, you, think, you think back like how it looked back then. You know, yo, this is just, this is like amazing. And it's like really, really, really great. And we were really proud of that lot. I think the thing that we're not going to be able to measure is the people who just sort of would pass by and feel good about what they saw. Didn't really want to come in, didn't really want any information about come out and do this. They just, something, you know, was it was attractive or at least more attractive than what had been. I, I honestly believe it brings you back to a point in your life where you felt everything is all good. You know how many times I heard different people came into our garden and laid down and slept? And I'm not talking about like they slept here because they had nowhere to go. I'm talking about they came by 11 in the morning they, they walked around inside, and then they, they just felt good. And they laid down, and they, they took a nap. They took a nap. They took pictures, probably. They probably painted. They, who knows what they did, but they, they took a nap. And, and it, it, it blows my mind. Like, to me, that's no problem. Because what we're doing here is, is, is to give back to, to Mother Earth um, on, a, uh, on a cultural sense. You know, we... We, we want to bring back what is lost in our city. Uh, and that's, that's you know, this, this right here. A place to come to to feel like, like hey, man, it's going to be all good, you know? Let me tell you, that it was, it's love. And that's what it is. This place generates things. It generates love. When I was locking it up for, like, the probably the last time, Oh, it's going away? Like, people kept saying that. And it wasn't anybody that, like, participated in movie night or came. It was just people who would walk that way all the time, got used to seeing it, liked seeing it, and then it was like, oh, wait a minute, where's it going? Like, sometimes you try and measure the engagement by people, like, signing in and uh, coming to this or coming to that. It's like just some people who walked past it and just felt good to see those silly flamingos and the, the, the flowers and it just made them feel better 
Like, that's like one of those intangible type of, of things. This was built with love. Wherever you plant love, love is gonna grow. Wherever love grows, love basically penetrates all. And it'll go beyond the negativity. It'll go beyond the heartache and pains. It'll go beyond the struggle. This piece was created by Matt Johnston, a community organizer at La Casa de Don Pedro in Newark, New Jersey. All of the music featured here is by the band The Lot on 7th, which is the same band that came to play at my front porch. Special thanks to everyone who told their stories, including Kevin Alonzo, Maribel Cardona, Victor Enoch Gavilanes, Pamela McLean, Felix Moliere, Elijah Plant, Tamir Plant, Christina Soljan, Yolanda Van, and Muhammad Workfield. Thanks to Halishan and his band, The Lot on 7th, for the excellent music. And thank you to everyone who supported this project, especially Ali Reese, Kate Arnone, and Sophie Parker. The revolution is on.